Between stimulus and response, there's a space. And this space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our power and freedom. Viktor Frankl. Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Hey there, welcome to today's episode of the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez. Today, I am talking all things mindfulness, how to make it easier. So what is mindfulness? Let's dive in. Mindfulness is not a Zen trance-like state, being perfectly focused. That's not what we're talking about. It is, though, about being present, present in the here and now. It's being aware of this moment, what's happening, what you're doing right here, right now, fully attending to what's going on. It is a sense of awareness. Now, in the space of this presence, you can actually fully engage in what you're doing at any given moment. You're being mindful. You're being attentive. You stay connected. And you do so with a clear intention. Instead of wandering away or avoiding thoughts or happenings, you stay connected. One of um, the key elements of mindfulness is to engage in the experience of the moment without judgment or without interpretation. Rather, you are connected from an open, curious, compassionate stance. It's not about being good or bad, right or wrong, or having any kind of judgment on the situation. It's just being in whatever is happening in that moment, in that time. Now, the reason I'm talking about this topic today is because as humans, we tend to spend a lot of time in our head contemplating things that either happened in the past, might happen in the future, or actually might never happen at all. And we go into what I call the mind-wandering mode, where all you do is think and wonder and make up all these stories. And I'm not saying that sometimes that's not valuable, because by reflecting in the past, you can actually learn things, or by contemplating in the possibility of different futures, you can plan accordingly, you can make goals, you can get clarity. So there's a time where you can reflect in the past or or make plans for your future. But when you constantly are wandering in your mind, and it's like the monkey mind, it's just going from place to place, jumping around, ruminating and thinking, and you are not in the here and now, it can actually cause some problems. Some of the problems are that you may not be able to connect to maybe your loved ones, maybe your job, maybe fully giving it your all, whatever the task is that you're doing. Emotionally, there can be issues. Physically, there can be issues. Anxiety, depression, 
increased stress, overwhelm, irritability, lack of sleep. So many things can go on. And these things are not for your highest and best good. And if you've been with me, hearing me for any time now, you know that I'm all about analyzing if what you're doing or thinking is for your highest and best good. So when you're psychologically getting sidetracked or your physical self or even your thinking self starts getting impaired because of these thoughts, mindfulness is actually a great way to get back on track. It's not that hard. It's actually pretty easy. And there's a lot of scientific evidence to support the positive effects of mindfulness, even when you're not in distress, right? Mindfulness can help just boost your overall life satisfaction. You can actually get happier, more content. It can increase your resiliency. It can help you pay attention, increase your creativity. Health-wise, you can actually reduce your hypertension and it can decrease the levels of cortisol. It can improve your immune function. You can think better, sleep better, have better, better memory. Basically, it helps rewire your brain. So there's definitely a lot of benefits. And I don't think most people doubt the benefits. I just think that people either think it's too easy or it doesn't work, or maybe it's not all that, right? And for those of you that have tried and you're saying, well, I've tried, but it's not that easy. I mean, I wander away. It's hard. So what's really going on? First thing I want you to understand is what you're working towards. And remember, that's the here and now, the present moment. It's not actually eliminating anything per se. It's just becoming more present, more aware, without judgment. And that part is really important. It's more of a gentle and an allowing force. You're not trying to make anything go away or happen. You're just there, really present. And it allows you, when you're being mindful, to watch your thoughts and notice where they're heading towards. And those thoughts that may be undesirable for you, you choose to let them go and you create a new direction in your thinking. Mindfulness has a lot of elements of acceptance and compassion. Again, it's all about awareness. And the compassion I'm talking about is a compassion for yourself, compassion for other words, for others, and accepting things that just are. So many times we get caught up in this world where we want to change things and we are fighting it because we're not accepting it and we're not being gentle with ourselves and allowing some space and mindfulness can help you do that. One of the reasons that mindfulness is not always that easy for some people is that they tend to practice it when they're stressed out or when they're not in a good place. And it's hard because if you're not practicing it that often, or if you're practicing it under stress, we know that whatever you do under stress is usually not your best way, right? It's difficult. Your brain is activated and it's trying to, you know, pay attention to the imagined danger and it's not really able to relax and absorb in all this new information. So anytime you study, anytime you're trying to learn something new, you don't want to do it under a stressful environment. So one of the best ways to deal with mindfulness is to just incorporate it in your daily routines. For me, I incorporate a bunch of little mindfulness acts all throughout the day. Let's say if I'm washing the dishes, way to be more mindful is to really notice the temperature. 
of the water that you're washing the dishes. Notice the suds, how big the bubbles are, how small, how they pop, how much soap is on there, how you actually wash the dish, right? And how clean it becomes. And it's just you and that dish and that soap and that sponge at that moment. You try to discard all the other thoughts. You're just very aware and putting all your focus and attention at your dishwashing. Same thing if you're cleaning. Same thing when you're um, when you're driving. Hopefully, you're mindful of what you're doing. Even with ex- with with exercise, you can uh, let's say you go for a run or you go for a walk. Just noticing how your foot lands on the pavement, exactly you know how it feels, right? Imagining your body connecting with the earth, noticing your speed, your breathing, how it feels on your skin, if there's any kind of wind or anything or heat or whatever's happening in your environment, just being there with your run, with your walk. So mindfulness is something that you can incorporate anytime, all the time. Another easy way is when you are eating, really smelling your food, the aromas, the texture, chewing, tasting, really enjoying every piece of it instead of rushing through your meals. These are all mindful acts, small little mindful acts that if you just get in the habit to, it actually works up that mindful muscle. Now, I talked a little bit about the judgment part, right? The the right or wrong, am I, you know, should this be, should this not? That's often one of the hardest part. And at least I think that one of the ways that you can overcome that is by reminding yourself, it is what it is. It just is, not assigning a meaning, accepting it without judgment, no matter what's going on, it is what it is. So you go back to paying attention to whatever you're doing. And when the thought comes, you release it and you're like, oh, there's that thought. It is what it is. And you go back to paying attention to whatever you're supposed to be paying attention to. So there's so many ways to increase your mindfulness, but many people find it boring. And actually the antidote for boringness is to get curious. You focus on what you're feeling, your body, your breath, and you ask yourself, What is it about this that I can explore? So again, whatever it is that you're dealing with, let's say you're washing the dishes again, maybe you're thinking how the soap is made or you're analyzing the color and wondering, well, why is it blue or why is it pink? You get a little curious. That kind of tends to get rid of that boring aspect. Another thing that may be hard for some of you is that you get distracted. And when you're being mindful, again, your thoughts come. You want to stop them, kind of not stop them like as in stop. I don't want to think about that and ignore it. It's like there's a thought. It is what it is. And you go back to being mindful. So you focus on the moment you go back to your breath. I always like incorporating my breath with everything that I do. So if I'm doing something that is intentional mindfully, I want to make sure that I'm checking in with my breathing. I want to make sure that I'm taking the deep breaths, that the rate of my breathing is exactly how I want it. And it's just a moment. It's not like really, you know, getting into it and focusing on it. It's just being aware. I don't want you to get attached to the results of mindfulness because, you know, you are going to 
get results. I want you to get attached to the journey, committing to just being more present, more here, more now in the moment and releasing some of these thoughts about the past and the future, which is what you know, many times leads to anxiety and depression. I want you to be mindful, not obsessed about it. I just want you to go through your day and be more connected. That's what I'm talking about. And the last thing I want to point out is that mindfulness and meditation, yes, they do live together, sort of, because it's not exactly the same thing, but there are mindful meditations. Meditation is more zoning in, kind of eliciting a state of calm by avoiding and kind of going into a very, let's say, focused moment where mindfulness expands awareness and it just connects in such a deeper way. So again, it's not about sitting and, uh, you know, just just trying to stop your mind. It's almost like you're telling your mind where you want to go. So I encourage you to try it if you haven't tried it before. Let me know if it makes you feel any different. And even for a few moments a day, the key is to be consistent. So these are one of those healthy little practices that you can do throughout the day. No big deal. But in the long run, it will make you feel so much better. All right. So that's what I got for you today. A little bit about mindfulness. Until next time. Be well and think well, my friends. Catch you soon. Bye-bye. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences, and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts.